0: Hey everyone, happy Friday morning. Hope you all had a great week. Welcome to the TDR Trade of Black Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Shad Dales. Hope you're gearing up for a great long weekend, both in the US and in Canada. But before we head into this long weekend, let's uh, look at some things. and How the week went. Yes, we saw a pullback. Yes, we have Dan the Chartman on. And yes, he did outline last week that if we don't get news, we will see a pullback. So what's the latest? We'll break down some charts and what we can anticipate going into next week as well. Ukraine. Medical cannabis, can you believe it? Yep, we'll dive into that as well. A few psychedelic plays, including Sybin, who had their latest earnings. So some big takeaways on that. What are some of the two or three key takeaways from those latest earnings? How we look and view this company moving forward. And finally, yes, we did have a big interview yesterday with David Klein. We'll recap that and break down some of the feedback that we uh, basically have learned uh, on some of the feedback that he provided. Anthony and I will talk about that, and uh, we'll go from there. But in the meantime, let's welcome in the crew. TDR co host Anthony Varell, happy Friday, gearing up for the big long weekend. And uh, yeah, you. it's uh, I think it's uh, a much needed long weekend coming up. But uh, yeah, we saw a pullback for the week. We'll get into some of those details. But an interesting conversation that we had obviously yesterday with uh, David Klein. Uh, we posted that last night, um, getting some feedback and some comments. Um, you know, I think a lot of people enjoyed obviously the questions that we asked. But uh, now it's about just executing, You're saying the right things. Now it's just about going out and do the work, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a great conversation. I thought it was a good follow-up to the first video. I mean, we asked David some some pressing, honest questions. I mean, he had some honest answers. I mean, I think there's also some, some room to be had as to what Canopy is going to do fundamentally on a go-forward basis and how they're yeah. going to alleviate um, a lot of these concerns. And I mean, I see a couple of questions. Canopy, is it a buy? Blah, blah, blah. We don't. We we're not in the business of that. I mean, we're not. We're never yeah. going to tell you to buy a stock. We're never going to tell you to sell a stock. Like we will give you all the information that you need to develop that thesis on your own. And is then it's ultimately for you to deem that worthy of whether or not you want to purchase it or not um, in your portfolio. Yeah. So as much as I'd like to sit here and pontificate on should you buy X, should you buy Y, take the tools that we're giving you, distill down the information, watch David, and then develop your own opinions. And I mean that's the best way that you can really tackle the sector. Yeah, but no, it was nice. Um, it was good. I think we got a lot of the questions answered. Um, now it's on to the CUSA uh, part of the story, diving deep into those assets. I think we're also going to get the founder of Stores and Bickle um, on here in a couple of weeks to get a deep dive into that product segment um, with Canopy. And I mean, it is—it's going to be a turnaround story. I mean, David is turning around the business that he inherited. That's that—that's pretty much all we can say at this point in time.
0: Well said. I think that's a great term. He pretty much. It's the company that he inherited. Right. And I think a lot of people, you know, they are frustrated right now, but latest earnings is a step in the right direction. And, um, yeah, we broke that down. If you haven't got a chance to look at it yet, check out the interview. We talk about the structure of, uh, CUSA, how that's going to be a subsidiary of canopy growth. And another big question, will they be able to maintain their NASDAQ listing? So if you haven't got a chance, make sure after this live stream, go onto our YouTube channel, some good information, Steven, I know you're right. The cannabis, terracin. we can break that down a little bit later. Uh, maybe some charts with Dan to come on. But uh, in the meantime, let's bring another other TDR co-host. It's Friday and Guap is here. Are the shades out? Oh, yep, they are. Yep. Good to see you, sir. Happy Friday. How are things? Still feeling the love. I'm just honored to
2: be here. Uh, it, the fact that you guys have had me back uh, show after show to bring my own brand of uh, edutainment. its uh, It's truly an honor and uh to represent all the retail shareholders out there i'm loving it
0: love his personality just so grateful huh that's the kind of people you want to be around and trying should we call this friday dea day what do you think guap look i think we're
2: all rooting for it i mean anthony's gone on the record saying that if what what time
1: 4 30 p.m eastern time tonight
2: He'll, if if we get the if we get the news breaking, we will go live for a dance party slash other party, and uh, Anthony will have to get his Kamala costume ready because that that's what he said, and I know him; he'll do it.
0: Yeah. Any yeah, chance? You ex- any chance you extend that timeline if that's announced, let's say next Tuesday or Wednesday? You bringing that out, or it's done? Bet. No, is the I bet. Mean, might as bet well just say,
1: hey. Yeah. I mean, absolutely
0: not. Yeah. A bet is a bet. All right, let's jump into it, okay, gents? Into the wire, TDR, Trade a Black Podcast. I'm your host, Shad Dales. Great to have you along here on a Friday with Anthony Varel and Guap, our TDR co-hosts. Uh, let's actually focus on psychedelics first. And one of the big companies in the space, Sybin, uh, they announced their latest earnings actually earlier this week. Um, I looked at a couple of the things, but Anthony, over to you. What were some of the key takeaways that you found when reading these uh, latest earnings regarding Sybin?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I thought there was a lot of things to like here. Um, I got a couple of comments on from people on Twitter that they're going to need to raise cash. The burn's gone yep. through the roof, from ten million to thirty million. I think there's some things to look at. cybin, um, this fa- this quarter, you could argue that Doug has laid the foundation. Yes, they specifically said that they're going into a they're going to initiate a phase three with LO three, which is their psilocybin um, therapeutic. They're going to initiate a phase two a. With their deuterated DMT um, therapeutic, and those th- those are big milestones for the company. They also um, solidified six patents um, this quarter around several molecules. And from a cash position, they have 39 million left in cat liquid cash. However, they have 121 million in cash and cash equivalents. That includes their at-the-market program. That includes their full their, their full warrants um, that they've issued. So, if you want to do the math. And the accelerated burn maintains that they that they captured this quarter, um, they've got about a year left of runway
3: yeah. um,
1: with the current financial instruments they have in place. For me, that's enough. I mean, I think Sybin is one of the leading stories in the psychedelic space. I think 100%. it's very compelling what mm-hmm. they're doing with 03 and 04, getting these progressed and actually showing continued execution um, on, on Doug's side. I thought it was a good quarter, these companies aren't going to make money anytime soon. I mean, as far as these earnings reports go, what I'm looking at, and I'm not a shareholder, um, but what I am looking at is the balance sheet, the burn, and what 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 how long it's going to take them to get to their next steps. Um, and right now, initiating that phase three, initiating that two A, as well as sitting on a foundation of IP and data as it relates to their studies with that hundred one with that hundred twenty one million in cash and cash equivalents in the war chest um i think the future bodes well for them um at least for the next
0: year i think that's the biggest difference between the cannabis and psychedelic space that if you can raise money it's a good thing because if yeah. you don't have the data or the ip you're not raising money and if you're not raising money with ip or data you're done and you could see that evidently uh, clear within this industry as many as i don't know how many companies went public two three years ago but we all understand there's only going to be a handful left in this industry, but for those that do, and I think next stop for Cyben obviously is their phase three study towards CYB zero zero three. And we've all seen the sophisticated investors that got involved in their latest round back in November. And like you said, one of the key takeaways that we outlined in the dales from Bill McDarland earlier this week was like you said, Anthony achieving primary efficacy endpoints for a number of their trials. So Great IP, um, big year coming up, and they probably will have to raise more money, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because if you ever one day get FDA approval, um, yeah, I don't know how what the ceiling is, but it, it, it's, it's big, but that's biotech for you. Guap, do you follow the space that much, the psychedelic space?
2: Not the individual stocks so much, but I'm just a big believer in plant medicine long term. I mean, yeah. and and healing the earth and healing everyone on it. You know, I know that sounds a little woo-woo, but hey, it's it's Friday. Hey, it's um, cool. yeah. I mean, it, I just think the future of psychiatry is going to get people off a lot of pharma's pills, um, de-prescribing things, if you will. Um, and uh, there's a lot of folks dealing with. You know, if, if you want to zoom out with. Cannabis, you have to really, really zoom out with psychedelics. This is this is not a new field. Uh, plant medicine's been around for a long time. Um, you can rewire your brain in with the right set and setting and substances. And so, I think what we're seeing in the psychedelic space is uh, the acceptance and uh, you know some of the phase three trials that are going on with substances like MDMA and DMT. These are you know, quick onset, uh, and, and a quick off ramp kind of things, um, versus, you know, the LSDs of the world. So I'm I'm excited to see it in action. Um, I've watched a lot of documentaries on it. I've seen it help a lot of, um, my friends that are veterans, um, people are unpacking all sorts of things, uh, in their own life and their own trauma. So any, any tools that can let people, and that's what these are tools. Um, they're not, solutions um and anything that can help the people of this earth uh heal uh i'm all for it
0: yeah henry lopez writes i'm holding pisil for at least three years maybe not a bad strategy this is not investment advice but yeah that was big news last week after the market with the uh nda um or fda excuse me giving uh uh, approval for uh maps otherwise known as lycos therapeutics now their uh, nda submission uh, I keep hearing, uh, it's a shoe in, uh, I know that's pretty aggressive to say, but you know, six to eight months timeline, everything looks positive. If the FDA were to approve their MDMA protocol, uh, don't sleep on this space. Cause the back end of 2024, things could wake up in a hurry. Uh, that would be a monumental moment, not necessarily for investors, but just society in general, because I, I was listening to Dan Carcillo, good friends of ours and Cody Chandra many as 14 million Americans currently right now with PTSD. So, uh, there's a lot of revenue to be made, but a lot of people that could be, uh, helpful, but the big thing right now is you got to fix the clinics, therapists, that sort of thing. That's, that's going to be the next big question mark.
2: Yeah. I mean, PTSD is one thing with MDMA, but just, you know, you've got clinics with ketamine, you've got all sorts of options. Um, but MDMA and couples therapy, I mean, that's, that's yeah. PD&J right there.
0: Zenarios writes, Tushy Holdings was DTC ineligible all week long. They seem to have cleared it up. However, as they are tradable now with brokers who clear exclusively through the DTC, but I'd like to know more. And you guys know much about that? If not, we can. I haven't heard look about that at
1: all. And I would assume that they needed to put out a press release if that was the case. Um, so whether that's been trading all or not. week, they've been trading all week from what I've seen. Um, I okay. don't, I'm going to look into that because I don't know anything about it. And I mean, that, that kind of threw me for a rope.
0: Fair enough. TDR trade of black podcast. Happy Friday going into the long weekend. Let's now move to everyone's favorite topic topic. Cannabis love cannabis. Uh, Don Murphy was tweeting out yesterday, just some updates regarding safer banking. In addition, there are current negotiations going on over a key section of the cannabis banking bill, addressing protections for businesses that attract political scrutiny. Guap. You want to explain a little bit more on this?
2: yeah so if we could bring up that politico tweet that's really what kicked this off and i know safe safer safest um triggers everybody sorry we're having some glitches here it's across the screen now but um yeah a representative uh said to natalie Fertig that section 10 of the safe banking act is just down to the last few words the text has been going back and forth for months he approved a new version of the text that the office sent over to the Senate just last week. So, um, this is notable just because yeah. if you go back to late September, the same representative was saying this thing's you know dead on arrival. If it gets to the House, I'm not passing it, and, and a contingent of people will not be passing it. So, it's worth covering. You know, I know like fool me once, shame on me, uh, or shame on you, and. Me twice, me. Me. 10 times. Um, you yeah. know, I know safe it makes people dry heave, but at the same time, wouldn't it be funny if uh, you know, the DC DC was coordinating the entire uh, effort on cannabis and past schedule three through and safer, not too soon after an AG memo that would seem like a coordinated DC thing to do, wouldn't it? Um, so not to, to you know, uh, get too, too speculative but it's it's promising signs and it's also extremely promising to see don murphy who's on the ground talking to these same senators and congressmen uh basically corroborating that story saying that he's hearing similar things so do
0: you think germany has any kind of influence on moving like i know it does like two different countries like you can't compare the two but doesn't have any impact on it whatsoever no, I, I think I mean, all of these dynamics
2: it's it's very fluid and it's all about pressure right um if the law you know we were talking to Emily um great interview on Wednesday Emily Paxia talking about great. the lawsuit is the lawsuit gonna all the way to the Supreme Court in passing maybe but it's about putting pressure on another branch of government yeah um I feel like you have similar sorts of, unseen pressures going on state to state when all the states around you have legalized cannabis and all your tax dollars are literally driving across the border and and buying cannabis at a neighboring state you don't think that state takes notice of course they do so with germany you know it's does it make us look bad is it putting pressure on the u.s to do something i don't know if i buy buy i don't know I don't
0: like, know if I, I, I yeah. use the word term bad, but it's go usually ahead. The other way around. It's usually In the other Germany, way around.
2: If
1: if the U.S. passes anything relating to like the FDA or drug policy or anything externally, usually Europe follows suit. It's not the other way around. I know. The American government's not going to look to Germany to right. uh, push cannabis legislation forward. If that was the case, I mean, if anything, we would have pushed it forward have, at a heavier pace when Canada... Um, legalized it. Is there a neighbor to the north? I mean, I don't think we're paying any attention. I I would be willing to bet that the guys in in Washington don't even know what's going on in Germany. Probably. um, For for, for the most part, as it it relates to legalization.
0: That's probably accurate.
2: Germany, you know, when when we're going to talk about this a little bit at some point, but, you know, when Germany legalizes and they start seeing some traction and some tax dollars and, you know, that puts pressure on all the other countries in the EU. Right. Um, Yeah. I mean, I
1: think it's better. I think it's a bigger point what the Senate, what the congressman from Missouri was referring to yesterday in relation to Section 10, because Section 10 gets the NRA, the gun lobby, oil and gas and everybody that was kind of looking at safe banking as for like, all right, well, this helps cannabis. But this kind of is pretty ambiguous towards our industries. And this could open us up to some to some risk from our industries if that's alleviated. And now those parties are privy to pushing the bill forward to any extent, that gets support on the right. And then the other support coming from the left that they already have, this thing can actually get passed. Um, to me, Don has said section 10 was the most important. After I really went through it, section 10 was the most important thing on the bill. And it yeah. was because the powers that be are influenced by the backers that that, 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 that implements. Can you Also, us? whoever's saying that my shirt's triggering them, it's a joke. It says employee of the month. Um, so it's not an actual FTX. I was wondering it, it's not an, what is going it's on. An, it's not an actual FTX shirt. You just can't see it in the That's in, in the purview. What were you going to ask, you, Ed?
0: I was going to say, maybe uh, update us or talk more clearly or update us or in more in depth about Section 10, what happened, the changes from a Republican senator, if I'm correct, was Luca Meyer? There were no correct? changes.
1: It, it's just the language around that as it relates to the other industries needed to get streamlined because it kind of it didn't address what was going on in those industries.
2: Yeah. I mean, so the way all this horse training works. Right. I don't yeah. think it's any I don't think it's any surprise or uh, to anyone that they're starting to talk about safer banking when schedule three is coming out. I mean, I think part right. of that's coordinated, but part of that is like, oh, shit, we got to get our our stuff together uh, so they don't just steal the spotlight. It's all scoring political yeah. points every politician when which any bill comes out is asking what's they, in it for me
0: yeah and so safer
2: you. is no different right like if yeah. gun rights and it's a little score a little points with the nra and all the supporters what's in it for me is section 10
1: yeah i mean if you haven't noticed like politicians are parasites like there, L- elizabeth warren probably does not give okay. a shit about cannabis um she doesn't i mean i could guarantee you that elizabeth warren does not care about plant medicine, about helping people. She probably knows that something's coming down the pipe and that she gets loud right now, goes on national TV, late night TV, is tweeting all the time, it's time to legalize cannabis. She's doing it because she's going to gain political will if something happens towards cannabis and she wants to front run it and get and, and capture the political capital. She's not in it because she wants to get people out of jail and she wants to help people. Um, and that's just the way politicians work. It, you do believe that,
0: I, obviously you do. It's hard to tell I wouldn't what be saying really it but't believe it, yeah,
2: it's hard to tell what they're really for, um but they're, for, they're all playing the game.
0: I mean, mm-hmm. let,
1: let's be real. the ninety nine percent of the politicians are for one thing and one thing only. it's themselves. it's it's their political contributions and themselves.
0: The key takeaway just look here, at the way the
1: country's run. Anthony th-
0: believes politicians are parasites.
2: who has got two thumbs and a net worth that wants to get bigger? This guy, it's like you Correct. know its like. Every, Mitch I, see you,
0: and then Mitch, I see you pulling up an Elizabeth Warren picture. Oh, here oh we go. This is going to be great. Check out that short.
2: We we made that.
0: Yeah, we did. All right, gents. This is the TDR Trade of Black Podcast, Into the Wire. Don't forget, like, like, like this video. We want to build this community. We want to take this viral. So make sure to like this video. Leave comments below. Make sure to click on that notification bell to keep you updated. And as well, share this video with your network. And most importantly, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe if you haven't already. Um, let's now focus on topic number three. This one actually caught me by surprise. Ukraine. They're about, not about, they actually are. President Zelensky signed off on a bill yesterday that will legalize medical use of cannabis. I've got to say this surprised me a little bit. Did it surprise you at all, Anthony? Uh,
1: not really. I've been, I've been following this for the past month. Um, this bill and this legislation got unblocked in the Ukraine parliament last month, and then it hits it's Zelensky's desk. As of yesterday, he signed it officially. Um, so now what happens is the clock starts ticking and they have six months to develop the rules, regulations, and actually implement the framework for the medical marijuana industry in Ukraine. Um, at the same time, right now, under the definition of medical purposes, the only thing that it's covered is war-induced PTSD and cancer. And then also, it's they're estimating that there's about 6 million can, uh, medical cannabis patients. So if you want to actually extrapolate that into the population, the penetration of that is somewhere around 15 to 17% of the current population of the country. Um, there's about 36 million and wow. change um, people right now in the Ukraine. So if you want to drop that into states context, If you look at the highest penetration of medical cannabis patients in the United States, you look to Florida and Pennsylvania, and Pennsylvania's penetration is about four and a half to 5%, and Florida, I think, is about three and a quarter to 4% um, of the population. So, I mean, you're talking big numbers, but there's a lot of opacity around this industry. They have no infrastructure. They Mm. basically just passed the bill with zero infrastructure. It's going to be a function of spin-up clinics, spin-up, I have no idea. That hasn't been yet to be determined. Um, if I had to guess, they're going to build clinics. They're going to issue people medical cards and they're going to be importing cannabis from Europe so, or Canada somewhere. Um, they, they've got to get the cannabis from somewhere. I mean, I I know that there's a lot of grows and there's a bunch of black market infrastructure in Albania and Macedonia where a lot of the cannabis is actually grown that finds its way into the black market in Europe. Yeah. Um, I know that because going to Spanimous and, Looking at the Spanish wow. um, industry, that's where a lot of the black market cannabis comes from. I don't, I don't know how legitimized this or in or an industry they're going to have, mm-hmm. but they are going to have medical cannabis here in the short term, in about a six month window, and the penetration is going to be very high compared to the population. So, I mean, it's definitely something that will be interesting to see as another country legalizes or not legalizes, but brings medical cannabis online countrywide, but I don't really see this as investable or really playing into the storyline that a lot of us look to like thinking, oh, this is going to be a benefit to Curaleaf. I highly doubt that. Um, However, it's a country nationwide, bringing cannabis online, getting plant medicine in the hands of people. So I mean, net net, I think it's a positive.
0: Time to get Boris back on, get some clarity. That'd be interesting. War-induced PTSD should cover the entire country. Brian, right. yes, I agree with exactly you there. Go ahead. The point I was yep. going to
2: make, you think everyone there has PTSD? I mean, I'm just amazed. I, this is a weird story for me personally, just because, you know, how long have we been waiting in the U.S.? Not to compare apples to apples, yep. but, you know, for, for cannabis uh, legislation to pass. And they're in the middle of a war with, you know, you would wouldn't blame them if they didn't uh, talk about cannabis or do anything on cannabis right now right but they are um, and they're trying to hopefully do what's right for the people of Ukraine um, and get them some relief so I, what's that tell you I, about I, cannabis
0: I... Though? what's that tell you about cannabis though you know when you think about what this countrys endured over the past whatever and then you've get a bill that's signed off it just given the times that this is not just an American thing you're seeing countries all over the world. It's a top of mind awareness and it's a conversation and bills that are being passed. So again, we go back to that, you know, progress that we talked about in our one segment on Wednesday's podcast. Let's not get caught up in this day to day stock moving stuff. When you look at the global like landscape of this space, um, a lot of people believe like this is an opportunity of a lifetime and how this is going to change a lot of countries. I hope that's the case, because on paper, you are starting to see more and more progress. And it's great to hear stories like this happen yeah yeah um this is the tdr trade of black podcast that wraps up into the wire quick reminder if you haven't done so already make sure to log on to the dales subscribe to our daily newsletter called the baked in newsletter we launched our latest equity research report who's the company that we're initiating coverage and why we're also going to be putting a lot of these uh, uh reports out to some big distributions that we're working on right now in the u.s so um They're really compelling information. Again, this is to benefit you, the everyday investor versus the brokerage firm. So please, if you can log on to thedalesreport.com, click the top right-hand corner of the Baked In newsletter. There's the link right there. Thanks, Mitch. And become a Baked In newsletter subscriber today and get access to those reports. All right, now time for one of the best- One more, one
2: more, one more. One more before we get to Dan, the chart man. We have to talk about our poll that we had this week. Let's go ahead. Let's take a look at it. Yeah, take a look
0: ah i like this one rescheduling look at that a lot of the sentiment was end of april or later 38 and well, a half percent
1: end of april or later means that a lot of people are getting uh realistic
0: yeah well i think well, john schroyer john made up some good points he talked about state of the union address um black history month uh what else did he bring up i think it was like end of march he did outline that as well but a lot of people do believe end of April or later, 38.5%. I think it would be, yeah, I think this is sort of a misinterpretation of the poll
2: data a little bit. I'm I'm going to jump in here because we could get the news that the DA accepted the HHS decision uh, while we're live streaming, and then uh, yeah. Anthony's going to have to put on a costume. Um, this is asking when cannabis will be rescheduled. Meaning after the comment period that I could interpret this question, uh, this poll question as when will it be rescheduled? It'll be after comment periods, legal challenges signed into law by Biden after April. Yeah. Yeah. So I would have voted end of April or later here as well. If the question was, when will the DEA accept HHS decision? I think you're going to get some different poll results. And uh, nobody knows. We're all guessing and so are the people in this poll. So,
0: Mitch, you should do that poll again next week. And the one thing you should add is 420 as an option. I'd be curious to see what percentage would be based off of that. And I know that's a big marketing ploy, but uh, too good to be true. Because as you've said before, Anthony, uh, I don't think a lot of U.S. politicians know what's going on in Germany. And there's probably a lot of U.S. politicians that don't even know what 420 is. But I'm sure there are a lot that do. A lot they do.
2: I think this poll shows that our audience is savvy and very up to speed on what the process actually is. And so end of April is the correct answer.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. If
1: you think if you think the government's going to do a marketing ploy and announce this on 420, I got a lot
2: more
0: to say. I think you're probably right.
2: I'm gonna announce something on 420 and it's it's not that.
0: Yeah. All right gents it's now time for the one of the best parts of the week segment number two cue up the intro it's time for looking at charts with dan the chart man mitch cue up the intro brother here he is good day sir happy friday how are you i think you went on a little bit of a road trip got a little bit of sun but good to see you how are things things are good yeah
3: back home for a brief bit but uh getting right back into the charts
0: yeah well last time you were on and you called it dan um you said if we don't get any kind of rescheduling news we're probably going to see a lot of these stocks pull back bleed out a little bit that's exactly what's happened so let's dive into it first first chart we're going to bring up is msos and uh, let's walk us through what you saw this week and probably some of the sentiment going into next week
3: So a lot of it, you know, a lot of obviously my analysis is price action and things like that, but psychology does come into play. And so you have the setup being, all right, Sneed, everybody's saying, all right, this week, it's looking like it's coming this week. And so they buy on this green day. We double top to the penny. Clearly bears are defending 1064 and you then have a setup where the market is pricing in a significantly increased probability that we're going to get news within a couple of days. And as soon as you don't get that news within a couple of days, right. the market mispriced in information. And so it has to adjust for that. And so we get this pullback on the weekly timeframe. And you know, these pullbacks, when you run up really hard and you're thinly traded, you can anticipate the pullbacks to be 10, 20, 30% and have that not be surprising. And so you know, from a bigger picture perspective, I would rather be like this right now and then have DEA headline hit than I would being at the high. Because right now you got a new wave of shorts in, you got a, a new wave of bulls taking profit. And so if the news were to hit right now, you got cash on the sideline that needs to jump back in. You've got shorts that need to cover quickly before we break 1064. So I would you know, rather this kind of technical setup than you know euphoria heading into that announcement. But as far as where we stand right now, um, we've got the potential of a daily bear flag. And I want to just compare it to AYRWF real quick, because we looked at this I think two weeks ago when I was on, and we talked about this being a daily bear flag. And so this is what MSOS bulls do not want to see. This would be a big red flag. There's two kinds of bear flags out there. There's the kind that confirms with follow through like we saw here, but there's also the kind that confirms with no follow through, which can mark a reversal. And we had that back here on MSOS where bear flag confirms we broke the low only by four pennies and that marked a longer term bottom. So now the next question is going to be: I like a four-hour time frame for clarity. I don't use it often, but we're either going to confirm a four-hour uptrend and negate a daily bear flag, or we're going to stay on the weaker side of things. And the, the next bit of information would be: if we do break 828, which is the most important short-term support, yeah. do we get follow through? Do we only drop 1% and then go straight into a bounce? Or do we drop for multiple days? So uh, you know, if we hold weekly EMA 12 there's nothing wrong with this chart whatsoever and that's why you know i was coming on saying don't fear weekly consolidation it's inevitable it's going to have to happen and one thing we can compare it to i'm on a rant right now i'll stop in a moment oh, no, but that's
1: great. Oh, no. no it's
3: the uh, the the cannabis no not the cannabis the crypto miners so look at mara and what these names did massive yeah. run up massive sell off and then a recovery like you have to see this yeah, kind I of pullback and so you know you look at coinbase they have earnings help out but these, these pullbacks are part of the game. They're part of supply and demand, just balancing out. And so, you know, cannabis is looking at crypto and saying, well, I hope our weekly charts look like that. And it's a possibility. You know, if we were going to look like coin, in my opinion, we would need a headline to get that kind yeah. of follow through. But uh, best case for the bulls from here would be break the 926 high of yesterday, more convincingly bounce off this weekly EMA 12 and try and set it up. And so, you know, I did some buying while on vacation. These these two days here, and then I trimmed some yesterday, trying to protect against the possibility if it were a bear flag. And now my mindset is, you know, I either stop out, low risk, or that's the weekly higher low, and we head back to the mid to upper nine dollar range.
1: Hmm. So you're looking at eight twenty eight. You're looking at eight twenty eight for like resistance or support here. Um, that's now the key oddly, level. Yeah,
3: yeah hmm.
1: if we hit eight twenty eight, that's another eight percent down on MSOS. People are starting going to start to freak out. Um, if we tap if we tap those price levels.
3: Yeah, it's it's every every time we see a pivot, that's then yeah. a key level. And so the pivot yeah. was, you know, we dropped every single day, lower high every day. I talked a bit about candlestick shapes in some of my content. You know, you look at look at these candle shapes. The high of the day is the open, the low of the day is the close. That indicates full bear control, hourly downtrend control. And then you start to see it shift a little bit, that lower wick on Wednesday was the precursor to a pretty decent bounce there. So gotcha. uh, just got to pay attention to, you know, the, the shorter term trends. But the next big question into next week is, can 828 mark the weekly higher low? If yes, bulls are just fine. If no, then I then start to look for the possibility that we just tighten up on the weekly timeframe for a good bit of, of, you know, February, March until we get some kind of headline.
0: Yeah, well okay. said. One stock that's actually in charts but holding up relatively strong is GTI. That's next up.
3: Yeah, so uh, this one, you know, the, the shift that we saw take place here was truly gets the headline for, you know, increased probability that we're going to get a, a Florida recreational vote. And we see capital significantly shift to truly. Yeah. Yeah. Then we see the top hit and we came on that day saying that gap up open is mighty suspicious from these mm-hmm. market makers. We then dropped 30% plus and now we're seeing a shift out again. And this too, is this is a daily bear flag. This is a very weak bounce at this point. And we can definitely see another leg down here. But uh, we're seeing the shift back again. You know, so True leave tops. And this goes back to crypto. You know, Bitcoin yeah. runs up. It then starts to pull back. As Bitcoin pulls back, there's rotation into Ethereum and all that. And so we're seeing this among the major players. And if we look at GTPIF divided by TCNNF, we can see that there's been a massive shift. We had True Leave leading massively. And now we've got over the last week and a half, uh, Green Thumb's back to leading massively. Yeah. And so it's just rotation of capital. And bigger picture, the green thumb weekly chart, Uh, again, same thing, right off EMA-12, no red flags. This is a bull flag at this point. So the simple statement here is if 1220, that low, if that holds, this is a weekly bull flag looking for continuation.
0: Yep. All right, let's now move away from cannabis and uh, Bitcoin. It's been up, I think, almost 25% in the last 30-day trends. But yeah, good year to start the year for crypto investors, uh, needless to say.
3: Yeah, this is a very impressive move. I was looking for, and this is where you know I look for most likely scenarios, and I would have anticipated a weekly lower high and tightening range here, and I was wrong, which is good that I don't short crypto. But uh, we've got a, just a, a complete bull control move. This is a daily stair-step pattern, which means just a higher low every single day, 11 days in a row now. Today would be the 12th day if we can pull it off again. That's just yeah. as significant bull control as you can get. And so, you know, if you're looking for an entry from here, you're looking for first hourly oversold conditions, what we call a back burner. Um, We'll look for, you know, that to be a bounce. Last time we got close to hourly oversold, we didn't quite get there. That was the best buying opportunity for another 10% move up. So that's the, you know, if you're sitting here and you got FOMO and you want a position, it's patiently waiting for hourly oversold to scout that potential daily high or low. But yeah, a lot of confidence uh, in crypto right now. Everybody's talking about all time highs. Probability is definitely increased that those are in play now, but look at this weekly guide yet again, weekly EMA 12, just like the cannabis bulls, you know, MSOS, big move up, pulls back, holds weekly EMA 12. If that can shape up, then again, you look at this chart and say, well, yeah, that was a big 20% plus pullback 25% on Bitcoin, but we held a key level. It was healthy and we saw continuation. So that's really what, again, you know, cannabis sector is looking towards crypto saying, I hope we do what they just did. What's are the there any
1: metrics are, are there any metrics that you're seeing change within Bitcoin now that the ETFs have um, these inflows and these outflows going on during the week and then they kind of mute um on the weekend?
3: The weekend's been slow consistently recently. Uh, so that's not surprising. But I would say the biggest the, the short-term pattern that we're noticing is that uh when the stock market has been opening on this run up, that you know, 9:30 yeah. a.m. gets a little surge and you know potentially that's the inflow from the previous day being bought up or you know i don't know what exactly is going on but it's just an observation and so yeah definitely uh helping things bigger picture here in terms of just complete bull control but we're due for daily consolidation inevitably yeah. and and we'll look for that daily higher low again same thing just hold daily MA12 you don't got anything to worry about if if that can remain support
0: what's bitcoin's all time high again
3: 69000
0: 69 hmm Good year to start the year, that's for sure. Uh, Let's now switch to uh, psychedelics. We had some movement earlier this week. uh, Some interesting news last week pertaining to Lycos Therapeutics and their NDA approval from the FDA uh, submissions. So first chart you want to look at, leader in the space, Compass Pathways.
3: Yeah, this is telling me that volatility is coming here uh, next week. And I can say that because the volume is dropping off, but just look at how tight we are. You know, We've had a lot of volatility over the last couple of months on this move up. And we can say, this is the tightest that we've been in the last couple of months. And that tells us volume and volatility are coming uh, to break this range. And the last time I said that was Bitcoin right here. This was the tightest Bitcoin had been on the daily timeframe in months. And so I said, volume and volatility is coming and certainly far exceeded bull expectations. So same thing here. And again, you you keep hearing me talk about EMA-12. So here it is again. And this is, you know, CMPs. Back testing and holding weekly EMA 12, getting that continuation. And now the question is, can we stay strong? And so 988, most important support. I'm watching uh, 1083. And then the key level from there would be 1142, just a couple little levels. But at this point, this consolidation, there are no red flags. And what you're seeing is previous resistance trying to act as support. We had 1012, 1018 as a key level, and now that was resistance. And now we're back testing it and trying to hold it as support. Just another example. Every time I talk about stuff, I just have another chart popping in my head. Oh, here's a good example. Coin on the weekly time frame had this double top 116, 114 key resistance. We break it and break out. We back test and hold it into continuation. So CMPs bulls are hoping the exact same thing happens. Double top, break it, back test and hold it. So need this range to break bull for continued confidence But watch for that break sometime within the next, I'd say, three days. Hmm. Keep it on psychedelics, mind med. Yeah, this is a good looking one. This is, uh, you know, we're coming up to a key level, 501. Here's another one where you look at that coin chart, double top with nothing nearby after it. And we broke out. Same deal here. We got 501 and $5. And this is attempting to be a cup and handle type of pattern where we have a very clear, it's a triple top, very clear resistance. This is a bull flag. The inside bar from yesterday just broke bull today. The simple statement is if this low, this daily higher low of 435 holds, we're going to break 501 bullish and get another leg up. And the next resistance after 501, I'm looking at a gap fill at 552. I'm then looking up at 623 and there's just open air up here. And it was the same thing I was saying on Coinbase. If you clear 116, there's open air. It's a lot easier for bulls to move through. So MNMD Definitely is uh back up on the, the top watch list into next week for the possibility. And, and same thing. If you break 501, that's great. You want to push up, but you got to back test and hold it as well. Hmm. It's
0: been good. Any comments below? Uh anybody wants to see any charts? I think there was actually one earlier that somebody wanted to see real quick, the uh Terrison chart, if I'm correct. I don't know if that was.
3: Uh, it's been getting walloped, uh, and again, the the rebalancing stuff going on definitely has yeah. has had an impact. But uh, this one has—it's uh, really been struggling. You know, just call it like it is in terms of relative strength. It's almost like the bulls used up their momentum before the sector got any momentum. They used up their relative strength with the you know the uplisting in Canada and things like that, and it's fallen off since then. You look at TSNDF divided by MSOS, yeah, and this is the weakest it's been since. Uh, the start of 2023. So we're now at 52 week lows in terms of relative weakness. And so we can't disregard that regardless of whatever you think about the fundamentals. Clearly, uh, it is not benefiting like the rest of the sector from this move up the last couple of months. Hmm.
1: As far as MSOS goes, are you looking at the RSI or the momentum? I think it's at about 50 right now um, on MSOS.
3: Yeah, I often look at it. uh, You know, the four hour RSI being oversold helped me Look to play some of this bounce as well. As far as where it stands on the daily, it doesn't really give me a whole lot of information at this point. Um, you know, I look. I look when we're at extremes. Essentially, is when the RSI yeah. is helpful to me. So uh, the hourly RSI, you know, when it gets overbought, we didn't quite get there. But just like we use it for bounces when we're in an uptrend and we're yeah. looking for entries on longer-term higher lows, we play bounces with the RSI. Bears do the same thing. Where if we're in a pullback. RSI getting overbought often marks uh, a lower high on the longer term time frame, and so you can use it in both directions that way. But as far as the daily RSI right now, no information for me.
0: Huh. Jake writes a tie life sciences. I think that was another chart we wanted to bring up. If I, uh, and then we'll let you run. I know you got things to do. But uh, which one? Say
3: the name. tie. A T A I. Oh,
0: A T A I,
3: or high tide.
0: Uh, a T so, G-
3: A, a I. Oh, okay. Uh, psychedelics, yeah. Uh, same deal. Yeah, volatility is coming here. Uh, the What my brain instantly sees here is an equilibrium, and I smooth it out a little bit, but I'm just doing it as, you know, here, 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 here. So most important level to me, 172 support. Most important resistance is 193. If neither of those levels are breaking, nothing is changing, and we're just continuing to tighten up. This is one where, again, you know, we can trade within this range, another three plus days or so. But uh knowing what CMPS looks like and knowing what ATAI looks like, this tells me that uh the psychedelic space is going to see volatility here into the end of February. Hmm. And so, you know, weekly consolidation here has been sideways. No red flags in that regard. Uh bulls are hoping this is a an inverse head and shoulders type of pattern. Yeah. We establish a little higher low. And then you know if we can break two twenty three and 239, that's where we enter a lack of resistance, again, similar to what we're talking about on MNMD. Uh, so definitely no red flags in psychedelics right now. What I'm seeing is healthy sideways consolidation, and we'll see if that can turn into another leg up.
0: Duly noted. Listen, appreciate you checking in. And I know you're actually going to be traveling next week, but uh, look forward to catching up with you the following week. But this is always helpful. And again, everybody, leave some comments below, any questions. If there's anything that you want us to look at and why, we'll reach back out to Dan and get some feedback for you. But in the meantime, let's keep in touch. We'll see you in, not
3: next week, but the week after. Safe travels, and appreciate you checking in. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. I'm going to do a, a more in-depth technical analysis video this evening. So come on over to our YouTube channel if you're interested in more.
0: Yeah. Enjoy Is it. there any Thanks, as far as workshops, stuff like that, where they can sign up as well for you?
3: Uh, ChartGuys.com has all our info. You know, we got the courses and the community and all that. So come on by. Lots of free content, too. Free course. All that good
0: stuff. Awesome. Appreciate it, Dan. I appreciate the time. See you next time. All Thanks, right. Dad. Take care. Such a smart guy, isn't he? That's interesting about uh, resistance, 828 uh, MSOs. So that'd be uh, something to watch closely. Support, support,
2: support. Sorry. I, I love Dan's perspective. I mean, he's a great teacher. Um, it's just another one of those perspectives you can take in when looking at everything. Um, and it's, it's interesting to me because he's using technical analysis. You'll see a lot of charts on Twitter using TA to predict what they yeah. think is going to happen with certainty and Dan's always emphasizing, you know, s- keep all scenarios in mind, assign probabilities to those scenarios and then be ready once one of those scenarios plays out. And so I yeah. think that's a really healthy if if you're a technical day trader that's a very healthy uh perspective to take and it's just it's always appreciated um so much of yeah. this is higher psychology but uh there's also a lot of people who who follow the uh yeah the moving averages and and trend lines too
1: yeah i mean if msos it's 828 i'll be logging off twitter because people will start melting down again
0: <laughs> yeah so, i'm sure i'm hoping we uh, don't hit
1: that support point
0: I like this Henry Lopez guy, man. I, I love the cheerleading, helping us get the likes going. Henry, you got to, well, let's reach out to you after the show. Got to get you some swag, brother. Um, we, but, didn't get the ba- like,
1: we didn't get the background again. We got the Roku in the, uh, oh, shoot. in the background the with the CDR logo.
0: Well, hold on, hold on. They owe us a
2: lot of money for that sponsorship. That we've
0: It's free advertising
2: getting. for Roku.
1: Yeah. Do they?
0: Okay, well, hold on. Let me bring this up. Actually, oh. no, I'll get to it later afterwards. Yeah um all right it's now time for segment number three we're at 46 minutes we're gonna have to make this a quick one guap but now i am gonna make it quick it is fridays cue up that music mitch it's mic drops with guap happy friday everybody now without further ado let's welcome in guap presented by the cannabis (laughs) far away man you put on the shades for this one yeah, if he if he ran
2: that intro video, I'd have a chance. No, no there, no video. Put it on. Okay, all right. Greetings, Earthlings.
0: How's that? Is that better? Is that better? First backdrop.
2: This is a live show, guys. Can you tell?
0: Yeah, it is live. What's going on right now? I, I have no he- idea what's going on, but it's good music. Greetings, Earthlings!
2: Dub reggae always makes me feel all right. I love it. So fun, Fud, front page, little Can fun. I- uh, first off, a shout out to Boldux. That's B-O-L-D-U-X on Twitter. Uh, he's doing a he or she is doing a fantastic job tracking almost every single ETF in the cannabis space. The ETF inflows, the outflows what percentage uh you know when when dan buys a bunch of msos which which stocks is he buying percentage wise i find it extremely helpful um matches up with my own sort of tracking in the space and uh yeah it's just i'm all about developing resources for for new and existing investors and he's a he or she is a great follower okay so yeah, um, you know, it's great in contrast to uh Dan's technical charts to put this one I'm on the screen. This is my own uh autist creation. Um <laughs> I'm using uh Winston, which is Jungle Java's bully pup, as basically he 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 controls all price action in MSOS. This is a joke. Um, but he was he was born right before the HHS uh, recommendation. Uh, leak uh, late August. Um, He's super cute. Uh, If you can't believe in three letter government agencies, believe in Winston. Um, All right. Yeah. So um, and also he got a new sweater uh, on the green day yesterday. I haven't had a chance to look at MSOS price action today, but um, I'm sure the sweater has a lot to do with it.
0: Good to know. That's the fun. What's the FUD? Oh,
2: so much to choose from uh, this week. You know, Sam's always putting out a uh, an awesome uh, collection of FUD, um, but we'll talk about that next week. Uh, for me, this is my favorite uh, meme of the week. That uh, really is a great one. Helps explain things. You know, there was just a lot of finger pointing. You know, when price goes down, the fingers the finger pointing begins when price goes up, the high-fiving begins. It's, it's hilarious. Uh, I love Steve's
0: and- original LinkedIn post and his excuse for it is like, I, I, I put a typo error on. And by the time I came back to change it, 20 minutes later had gone viral. And uh I don't know that's, what he was getting plausible
2: think deniability, I believe is the legal term there uh, yeah. coming from a lawyer. Um, you know, I really, I, I, we could speculate that about that some other time. I think he was going off good Intel. He just got caught up in a, a shitstorm of people yeah. who microanalyze every word like us. And um, yeah, he probably regretted it almost instantly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you know, it's, it's sort of like uh, it could be, it's always multi-factors guys. It's, it's yeah. everything all at once, all the time. So yeah. anytime someone tells me, uh, the reason the price went up today was X. I'm like, yeah, but also Y and Z. And the same when the price goes down. So yeah. it's a crossfire of ETFs. It's uh, uh, expectations not met. Um, I don't know how much of it was really shardy B,
0: but you know, it's just hilarious to me. All right. So that wraps up the fun, the FUD, and the last but not least. Front page.
2: Yeah, I Front mean, page. really. Yeah, I want to talk about this. This I'm sort of going off my own quote here, but no one has ever said that the government, quote, the government has a history of doing what's best for the cannabis industry. I think we need to keep in mind, if we zoom out here, that not not conspiracy theories or stuff like that, but everyone has a very, at least on Twitter with the limited characters, a very binary way of looking at everything. I like Dan's sort of multi-scenario assigned probabilities way of thinking. Um, and schedule three coming out, and everyone wants to predict how many percentage points will that make MSOS go up or down, or if, if it happens or it doesn't, you know, switch this A or B. You know, schedule three plus the AG memo pl- has a variety of sub scenarios, timelines, and impacts, and we don't yeah. really know all of them yet. You know, we don't yeah. know what the AG memo is going to say. So, uh, in my, my overall point is it's, it's not all priced in, it's not, you know, Binary, oh, it's buy the news, sell the news. No, like like let the news happen. Uh, let some scenarios play out. If all this uncertainty right now to me says that it's not all priced in um, because we I don't know what right. it is. Um, and so if it ends up unlocking flows or saying anything about uh, safe harbor or anything like that um, with the AG memo, you know, that can be a buy the news event. Um, yeah. I know everyone says sell it every time but let, let, let's see what it is in the midst let's of all out. this
0: uncertainty and chaos it's great that we we'll are be able to talk about cannabis again i think that's the most important thing you know and we're it's it's a show me t- uh time now like it's just as you've alluded to a number of times anthony um but i think the most important thing right now for me is the fact that we're able to have these conversations and as much as it is challenging about uncertainty and waiting, because we keep waiting, Uh, I do believe that we are headed in the right direction here in 2024.
2: It's it's challenging if you're following it every day. And I I mean, I enjoy it, right? Yeah, but but,
0: of course, it's exciting. It's it's
1: It's only challenging if you're overexposed from a monetary perspective. Yeah. Because that's where it starts to get nail biting and that's where you start to not be able to stomach the volatility. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, that's that's what is projecting a lot of the anger, vitriol that you're seeing on Twitter. Like, I really do think that is a lot of people that are just overexposed or bag holding. And I mean, psychologically, you got to be a pretty thick skinned human being and know exactly what you're doing to be able to stomach that. Um, And it shows across this sector. (laughs)
0: Mind you, boy, agrees with you. I think that is the main issue, Anthony. I've Uh, never been more excited.
2: I mean, can you? No. I mean, we we went a couple years where uh, if safe banking is going to happen was the top story for a while. I, You know, I'm happy to be on the show with you guys when all these huge milestones are coming out. And I'm really hoping for that dance party because I think everyone watching deserves it. And um, hopefully, you know, a little sunlight and some hugs and, and everyone can chill as their stocks rip. <laughs> that's that's really what I'm rooting
0: for for everybody. On that note, let's dance into the weekend. Where's the shades, my friend? <laughs> I Cue got a variety right here. here. Cue up that music, Mitch. Coming up. Our friends over at Advisor Shares. Noah Dan and Mackenzie, the Alpha Nooner. That's coming up yeah, next. Yes, i Dan. Five minutes. So give them some love if that uh, podcast is coming up in five minutes over on their YouTube channel. Uh, don't forget, subscribe to the TDR newsletter, Baked In newsletter, and uh, get access to all the latest equity research reports. You can do that by logging on to thedalesreport.com we very much appreciate it and don't forget we want to make this community grow and go viral so like 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 click on that like button click on that bell for all notifications because we got some really good interviews and videos coming up this weekend including an in-depth look at the pennsylvania market that me anthony burrell and anthony cogniglio this is a company that has been involved in over a hundred million dollar of leaseback transactions this man knows the pennsylvania market so we'll be pushing that out on either sunday night monday we're gonna actually have a pre-recorded podcast so no live stream monday it's a holiday both in the u.s but we got some good content coming up in the meantime enjoy your long weekend gents take it away stay up everybody
2: yep have a good weekend
0: This has been the TDR Dragon Like Podcast. Hey everyone, thanks for watching. If you want to learn more about the emerging industries that we cover, then leave a comment below and let us know who you want us to interview, the questions you want asked, and the information that you want to learn. We want to hear from you. As usual, click on that bell for all notifications to get the latest information. Share this video with your network and don't forget to subscribe to our channel because we.